Listening, baby. Yeah, baby, we going back to war. Yeah. Fuck all that pussy ass disease shit. We gotta get back on the battlefield, baby. That's what we're good at. War, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely nothing. Okay. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Bleezy Listening. I am your host, S. Bleezy. It is Friday. Friday. I feel like I've been doing... I think the last podcast I did was on the Friday, too. Um, I don't know if this is the best time to drop a podcast before the weekend. I feel like it's better to drop it beginning of the week, but you know what This is when I'm dropping it. Uh, yeah, so it is March 4th. We are approaching spring. And as I said in the intro, we are back at war. Actually, I guess we're not at war for once. Um, oddly, uh, it is Russia our favorite enemy, Russia. I swear to God, it feels like a comic book at this point. It feels like like some kind of corny comic book where it's like, oh, the Russians, the Russians are invading Ukraine. And um, obviously I feel really bad for anybody caught in the middle of the war. I feel bad for the Russian soldiers. I feel bad for the Ukrainian soldiers. I feel bad for everybody um, except for the rich elite class of billionaires that are plotting this war and playing it like it's a board game. And you know, that's what's going on. You know, there's some kind of economic, just money shit that's going on. And, you know, the the thing that's so amazing about this, this particular time in history is we're just coming off of this COVID like two years, which was insane. Um, and now, with, with during that whole time, there was this political unrest and like ch- charged, racially charged, just all kinds of unrest and riots and and now everybody everybody's brain is just fried. Um, we don't really know what to think. Everybody's just emotional and just jumping at each other uh, after the Trump like Trump people versus the non-Trump people. I mean, I think we all had our own. Now we're all in some kind of battle fatigue. Now we all have PTSD from that war that was waged, that civil war that was waged in our country. And, um, you know, now everybody thinks that we could just 
label this bad guy, Putin. They give us the bad guy again. Um, and they threaten us like, oh, he's threatening. He's going to new, he, he's going to use nuclear warfare, nuclear bombs. Uh, just today, just today or yesterday, I guess morning, um, the Russians were like bombing one of the nuclear power plants in, in over there. I don't know. In the Ukraine. The thing is, I don't even know enough about it. Um, like Russian politics and Russian expansion and all that history. Um, and I think that's the point. I think nobody really knows what exactly is going on, but you definitely see the narrative that they're trying to push. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I think everybody doesn't even trust anything now. Um, at least I don't, I don't trust anything that 100%. I don't know what to think, but I know for sure, whatever the media is saying, um, yeah, that that's, that's false. It, yeah, sorry. Like I was saying, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on, on the war. I, all I can say is I, I tend to not believe in nuclear bombs Meaning, I just think the technology might be there. We may have even built some prototypes and stuff. But, I mean, I think the bombs that we dropped on Japan um, during World War II, I don't think, I mean, I don't think those, those were the nuclear bombs like we're told um, the ones that are going to end life, the ones that are mutually assured destruction between countries. If we engage in any kind of nuclear warfare, I just don't believe in that. I don't believe there's a bomb that could just wipe out a city. Um, I believe there's crazy. I believe in crazy weapons. Believe me. I, I believe in insane weapons and maybe they have some kind of plasma beams or something that they could, that they could do a lot of damage with. I'm sure there's some huge, big fire bombs that they could, you know, be pretty crazy with, but as far as these like nuclear bombs that they always talk about, I mean, if they had them, I think they would have used them by now. Um, I did an early episode of my podcast. I talked about a lot of the, I talked one specific time, but, um, the U S has historically accidentally dropped a bunch of these so-called nukes or atomic bombs or hydrogen bombs. We just accidentally dropped them or lost them. Um, I mean, th these are these bombs are being guarded by like college kids that are probably like doing TikTok and shit. They're, they're these are not like I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, hopefully I'm right. Who wants to live in a world that's so scary? And I think that's the point. I think the fear is the point. And I don't exactly know why we're supposed to be a fucking afraid all the time of everything, but it just seems like the media and the global elites, these uh, big corporation and think tanks like Davos and Switzerland and where all the world leaders and corporate people meet up and think tanks and they meet up Bilderbergs. I think they meet up and talk about shit like how are we going to keep them afraid, which seems insane to me. Like why? But Definitely, as soon as we felt a little bit better about COVID, now they're starting to talk about nukes again. It's like, fucking nukes? 
the Cold War shit is back on. It's okay. And they're showing pictures in the media of like people that are all bloody. And these days, like people online will be like, this woman picture that was all bloody, this is from like 10 years ago. Or, or the, the Ukraine itself is putting out stories like, um, like that ghost of Kiev, the pilot that was supposedly shooting down Russian planes and stuff. And that turned out to be fake. I think, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a shit going down. I'm sure Russia is invading Ukraine and people are getting fucked up and Ukrainians are fighting like crazy, but I just, am so wary of like the news version. Like what I know there's, I don't know. And then there's the obvious like point of we have been invading Iran I mean, Iraq for like uh, 20 years or whatever. And that that was like an invasion. That was the same thing that Russia is doing to the Ukraine like we did to Iraq. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's really just insane. I don't know why things have to be like this. Like, why couldn't have this happened during COVID? Is it because they were waiting till after the pandemic to launch their invasion? Like it just these things. It's just so strange to me and the fact that we're all like divided as a country so much and we hate each other so much it's like it's not helping and um yeah okay i'm back sorry i had to go run upstairs it's like one in the morning right now and my kid woke up justin woke up and was screaming it's like so jarring as a parent when you like, and your kid wakes up in the middle of the night and is just like screaming and you're like, okay, what is this? Like, is it a dream? Is it a stomach ache? Is it an earache? Are we going to the hospital right now? Um, but no, I, I don't know what it was this time, but he's, he went back to sleep, but geez, man, I don't think I'll ever get used to that. And I mean, we have another one on the way. And, uh, I can only imagine like you finally get the one to bed and then the other one just wakes up and everybody's awake. And when somebody's screaming in the middle of the night, like nobody's like, I don't care how calm of a person you are. It's like you're, it really tests your just ability to keep your cool. I'll tell you that much, but, and I'm not even, I wasn't even asleep right now. I mean, it was fine. I went up there. It's fine. But this time's like in the middle of the night, I was dead asleep. And then just somebody will just be screaming, not somebody, but you know what I mean? Whew, crazy. Anyways. All right. Yeah. So, uh, as far as the Ukrainian things, yeah. Um, one thing I, do, I will say about that shit is like, I couldn't imagine I was trying to like put myself in that position. If I was like a Ukrainian, just citizen dude, um, like, I don't know, I guess my wife and kid are go to some, some kind of safe space. I, I whether it be like the, the tunnels or what, I don't even know. I, I would imagine they have some kind of place where less likely to get bombed. And then what I have to go join, join up with the local militia and fucking hit the streets. I don't even know. It'd be crazy. I mean, I bet you there's going to be all kinds of stories about people like just citizens. I mean, there's already 
stories about like farmers stealing tanks and stuff. But again, you don't know what's just like Ukrainian propaganda. Like it's a modern warfare, you know, it's like, it's not just bombs and tanks anymore. There's all kinds of cyber shit going down. And like I said, we're not even like, everything's global now for the most part, like these there's corporations and then like there's corporations like Chinese companies and, and other global companies that are like supposedly putting sanctions on Russia right now. But I I don't know. I just, I don't know how it's, I don't know what's going on, but it seems very strange. Um, you can, you can guarantee that there's always going to be something insane and terrifying and like, world ending that's going on at any particular moment i swear and i just filled up my tank with gas and it was like almost a hundred dollars so that's cool the gas prices skyrocketing yeah Oh yeah. Twenty twenty two. It's Blazy Baby. We back at it. The mic be like a pipe to a crack attic. It's likely that tonight there's bad traffic. If you have a light to strike or you have matches, line the line to the light and have at it. Casual convos and heated debates. We unlocking cheat codes, key to the gates. It's Bleezy the Great, are you not entertained? Topics we talk is like a shot to the vein. Like raindrops during droughts in the dry desert. Try to untangle my tongue tied and tethered. Will we divide or decide to ride together? I hope it's the latter. The less blood splatter, the better. Yeah. Dive into the discussions the deeper than Lake Michigan. You are now tuned into the truth. Bleezy listening. Yeah. Okay. I could definitely do that cleaner. Whatever. That was the first time I tried it and uh I'd have to try it again. Anyways. Alright. Uh also I uh just wanted to mention <clears throat> the uh Canadians real quick Canada and their that whole trucking thing I don't I wasn't really following it I I get that the gist of it was like you know the people versus these global elites as it always is and um the people once they start gaining a little bit of steam the fucking powers that be come in and change the rules up like I heard that they were just going after these protesters bank accounts and shit. It's like, okay, come on now. This is crazy. And everybody thinks like Canadians are so nice. And I guess, I mean, hope but they probably are, but cops are cops, man. Fucking police. It's fucking brown coats. They're basically assholes. I think, I mean, they're good cops, whatever, but the bad ones are just so fucking assholes, dude. I remember I went to Canada. I went to Canada three times. Once when I was a little kid, my grandparents, Vancouver. 
Um, that was pretty awesome. No, four times, whatever. Either way, I went um, in my early 20s to Vancouver and Whistler to go mountain biking. And uh, sorry, let me adjust my headphones. I hate it when I'm too loud in my headphones and I can't really concentrate. Anyways, um, okay, so yeah, so I was like 19 or 20 and I was going to Canada. I was all stoked. I was with my boys, um, my friends, and we were all going to mountain bike up in Whistler. We get up to Whistler and I'm like really stoked. I have my skateboard. Whistler, like the city, it's like a kind of like a alpine skiing, like a ski, like a mammoth or a, a Lake Tahoe. You know, there's just basically a, a town that's based around the skiing and, and mountain biking in the summer. Anyway, so like we get to town, I'm all stoked. I'm skating on my board and all of a sudden, like my board, I feel it get kicked like hard from underneath me and I fell, uh, not hard or anything, but like I look and there's like these two, I guess they call them Mounties, Canadian fucking Mounties, basically cops. Uh, that were just walking and one of them had kicked my board and he said, no skating. And I was just like, it was one of those times where I was like in shock. I was like in shock. I'm like, uh, I didn't even know like basically what happened, but like, as I'm sitting there just like stunned and like my friends saw it happen too. They were just both like, I, cause we we're in a new country, you know, like I didn't know, like maybe that's the fucking I, I we were just like, wait, what? You know? Cause you think everything's all good. Anyways, and um, then, then to make it even more confusing, some random just stoner guy, I, I'm guessing a Canadian citizen dude, just walks by and starts yelling at the fucking cop. He's like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, how? Like, I saw you like kick this guy's board and shit." So then I was like really confused, and I'm just like, "Okay, I, I think we just like walked away." And I was like, "Oh man!" To this day, I was like, "What? What the hell?" Because like, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's like certain security guards, certain bouncers, certain cops, certain Mounties, like, I don't know what it is, the power trip or whatever, but it's like, I don't know if they feel like they're, they're ashamed of what they do. So they take out their anger on people that are, cause I was a lot smaller than these dudes. I was like a little teenager still. Um, I mean, I wasn't like a little kid, but like still, I, I just remember I didn't even see it. So anyways, that was, that was one random story. And then, uh, I have another funny story, I guess off the topic. Cause like I said, I don't really, I don't really know much about that trucker convoy protests and shit. All other than like, I heard just the people got screwed again. The people always get screwed. Like the, and by the people, I mean like just working class citizens, people who are free thinking and, you know, want the best for their community and their family and their self. Like these people always get screwed for some reason. But, um, anyways, back to Canada, Vancouver in particular, British Columbia. Um, and don't get me wrong. I love it up there. It's beautiful. Uh, the people are cool, whatever. I don't, I mean, people are people pretty much to me. I don't, it's not like I go to a city. I'm like, Oh, all these people are a certain way. And it's like, whatever, man, there's going to be assholes everywhere. There's whatever. But it was funny because we were in Vancouver and this is right around that time after I graduated high school, I was probably like 19 or 20 and weed was illegal in 
Canada, but in BC, it was everywhere. Like you could, ba- you could basically up in Whistler, I would go up to people with backpacks. I would just look for a guy that had like a skateboard and a backpack, like sitting around uh, alone or whatever. And I'd be like, Hey, do you know where I could get some weed? And they'd be like, yeah, here you go. You know? And now it was like, I never, there was no problems ever. Or I think actually there was a couple times where we had a little bit of difficulty finding it, but basically it was pretty much like, it was, it was pretty cool, uh, to get it, to score whatever. And then, so I remember we were done, we were coming back from Whistler. We go back to Vancouver cause we're going to fly out of Vancouver or whatever. My friends and I, I think my brother was on this trip and we're in Vancouver and Vancouver at the time, this is like 2004, 2000. Yeah. I would say 2004 or 2005. Um, they had this area in downtown Vancouver called the, the locals called the pot block because basically it was like a street, a strip of shops that were like, you know, basically there was like a, a cannabis bookshop that was like pretty cool or whatever, like a head shop or whatever that had sold books basically related to cannabis. And then they had next to it was this cafe, this amazingly cool cafe called blunt i think it was called blunt brothers yeah because the bookshop was called the amsterdam i think and um you know this is this is back in the day this is 2005 so even though there was like a weed scene in in la to see people like because at this place the blunt brothers cafe it was like a patio outside and then you go inside and there was like all these tables of like hookahs and everybody was just smoking weed every just everybody was smoking weed. And so like, we were kind of at, we we're kind of talking like my friends and I, my brother, we we're all talking to like some people around there, I think. And, um, well, actually, well, basically we we're saying, they were saying like the car, it is illegal, but as long as people are staying here and smoking here, like, and not causing any kind of problems, then the cops kind of look the other way, which I thought I was like, wow, that's fucking dope too. But anyways, before that, we go in before I start that story. Hold on one second. So we go into this bookshop, the Amsterdam, and we're just looking around. Um, and there was this hippie chick. I'll never forget. She was like one of those. I think I don't even know. I don't think she was wearing a bra. Like she was like a little overweight. I think she had like red hair or something curly. Uh, but you know, one of those just straight up, just hippie chicks, like fucking stoner. Um, like, sto- what, have you ever met a stoner that is like not chill? Like, <laughs> like she was just kind of like, I don't know. I could already tell that there was something that she was just one of those kind of people that um, wants to, wants to get all specific about like things and weed and shit like that. It's like, okay, whatever. But anyways, I didn't even pay much attention. And, um, somehow I ended up talking to her. I think she was asking us where we're from or something like that. I don't know. And I was like, Los Angeles. And she's like, Oh my God, there is going to be a huge rally at Venice beach. If you're around that area, you should go. And the rally is for like legalization of weed. And, uh, I don't know. I didn't really think much of it. And I was just like, Oh, you know, that kind of shit happens all the time because she was making it seem like I need to go to this thing since I live in LA. Um, like I need to, it's activism. It's like a must. Like she thought I was going to be all, all excited. Like, Oh shit, we're going to fucking, 
we're going to get up against the establishment. We're going to legalize weed. Like, Oh shit. Um, but I was like, Oh, that's not going to work. I was like, okay, whatever. I was like, that shit happens all the time. I was like, that shit ain't going to work. And then she's like, what? I never forget like her whole like face. It's as if I just told her like, I don't know. I don't even know. It's as if I just like spit in her face or something. Cause she looked at me and she's like, you get the fuck out of my store. Like it was, Oh my God. Like, it was like a cartoon where you see like fucking steam coming out of the person's ears. She's like, I don't know. Just get the fuck out of my store. And there was like people shopping around, whatever my friends were in there. I was like, I, I, and at first I was like, well, I guess I'd never really thought she was joking. I, I knew pretty instantly. I was like, okay, I crossed some kind of line here, but, um, I don't remember. I just went out. I, I left after that, obviously, but I was just like, what the hell? A stupid, stupid girl. Um, She's got something to protest now over there. A little bit of a problem they're having with their government. But anyways, um, at least they legalized weed. So I don't know. Maybe that was her. Maybe that was all her. But anyways, uh, I there's another quick. Well, I'll make a quick story. I think I might have even told it on the podcast before or whatever. But um, I just have to mention it because I think it was on the same trip. Uh, I went, I went when I was 19. And then I went again when I was 20 with the same people. So it's like. I kind of get the two times mixed up a little bit, but anyways. Um, so I think it was the same time cause we're back. Yeah. Yeah. It was cause we, th- then we wanted to go smoke at blunt brothers. Right. But we didn't have any weed. Um, and so I was like, okay, don't worry about it. I'll find it. You know? And at this, I was the younger kid at the time. And my, like I said, it was my brother and my brother's friend. So I was kind of trying to impress him a little bit too. And just being like, look, look, I can go, I'm so street savvy. I can go fucking anywhere and just get some weed, whatever, you know? So I, I wanted to go get some weed and I ended up, we ended up talking to some head shop guy, some older dude, like, I don't know. And he was like, he's like, we're like buying papers or whatever. And we're like, Hey, what, um, do you know where we can get some weed? And he's like, all right, listen. He's like, I don't, I don't work for this guy or whatever, but he points across the street. We're on this, busy street on that pot block or whatever I was talking about in Vancouver downtown. And he points across the street, like to this window, that's like a couple floors up. And he's like, okay, if you go up there and you knock on the door and when they come to the door, tell them exactly what you want. Um, they should be able to hook you up. And he emphasized, he's like, I don't work with them. I don't even, he's like, I just know, uh, I've been told like, whatever you can go get it. And I'm like, we're like all right you know this canada so and we had just been biking all you know we've been biking for the last whatever three four days so we're all happy and shit and i was just like all right we're gonna get some weed and we're gonna go smoke at blunt brothers and it's gonna be all good so we get up we go walk up the stairs it's like this apartment building whatever we walk up um and then we there's like this the hallway we get to the end of the hallway we knock on the door and then who opens the door but this like he looked like straight out of american history x like edward norton's character but like i don't know i remember him being pretty big and pretty fucking buff no shirt white bald head fully tatted and just genuinely a scary motherfucker like and it was only him that I remember. It was only him in the in this apartment with no furniture. 
it just all all it has the end of the apartment the opposite of the door the front door or whatever where we were standing there was a desk i i guess his fucking desk i guess this was this guy's office or whatever and um he comes up to us like he's gonna fucking that was me and my friend and he comes up to us like he's gonna fucking just knock one of us out so we're just i i mean i just remember being really like scared me like what the, oh shit like i think i thought we got like set up or something this fool's like did you just you just jaywalked in front of my place in front of my business you just crossed the street illegally and i guess when we left that guy's shop that told us about this fool we just crossed the street i didn't think about it i'm in la i cross streets like i skate in the street whatever i've never been hassled for jaywalking you know call it white privilege I don't know, but I've never been hassled for jaywalking in my entire life. This guy was like seriously about to fucking end my life over the fact that I brought heat upon his place of business. Um, Oh my God. I guess Canadians are pretty serious about jaywalking either that, or this fool is just a real careful about his fucking business because he's like straight up. He said something like you guys privileges are revoked for today. And I remember thinking like, just today, like, oh, that's cool. Like, I mean, we were only in town for the day, but I didn't, you know, have time to explain that to him or anything. Cause he's like, he, you know, pretty much a good day, sirs and uh, slam the door or whatever. But, uh, so then we went back downstairs and pretty shooken up me and my, my, my buddy and I were just looking at each other. Like, was that real? It was definitely some movie shit. And, um, so then we get downstairs and I see my brother, he had been at some coffee shop or some shit. He wouldn't even know about any of this. And he's about to jaywalk to come meet up with us. So we're like, we're still under his, this drug dealer's window, but we're like hugging the wall. So the fool doesn't see us. And we're fucking like shouting to my brother and like signing to him. We're like, Hey, don't fucking jaywalk. And my brother's looking at us like, wait, don't jaywalk. Like, okay. Like, I don't even, honestly, my, it's funny. My brother is like pretty by the book. I don't think he was going to jaywalk anyways. So, but anyways, he he was looking, he crosses legally and he comes up to him. He's like, hey, you know, what's up fellas? You know, what's going on? Where's the weed at or whatever. And um, we're like, Hey, listen, we found out where the weed's at and you can go get it right now, but we can't get it. And we didn't fully explain it the situation but we were just like listen you got to go run up there and get it and he's like all right and then he goes up he's up there for like i don't know 10 minutes or something he comes back down with this big bag of weed and it was like bc big bud is what they called it i remember and it's just basically like it was real green and it was like real i don't know how to describe it if anybody knows like the old school just what we used to get and call chronic <laughs> like back in the day it's just like it's kind of like a mix between like some kind of haze and some kind of maybe like Northern lights or some shit. I don't even know the old strains, but it was a definitely some kind of old strain, but really done well, really. Oh man. I, I like the BC buds cause it's just so different. Um, that's one thing I'm looking forward to if it ever gets federally legalized is all the different States, uh, and regions of the U S uh, their take on it, you know, um, cause I know LA, I know NorCal, um, I know BC, I know Washington pretty good, but, um, it'll be fun to see the different States. But anyways, so the, the, we ended up going there, rolling it up 
uh, that's where we were introduced. That very coffee shop, Blunt Brothers, is where we were introduced to the maple syrup blunt wrap. I forget. I think it was Kingpin brand. Kingpin maple syrup blunt wraps. Those things, very Canadian, you know. And um, I remember asking the guy, there was a thousand blunt wraps. And I was like, which one... Which one do you recommend? And he's like, you're in Canada, eh? No, nah, I don't know if he said that, but he's like, you're in Canada, you know, go with the maple syrup. And I did. And yeah, we smoked those for a long time. They're a little sweet. I'm not going to lie. Like they're a little much, but for an occasion, it's a good, uh, it's a good, it's a good occasion, special occasion. Morning, morning blunt. Oh, sorry. I got like a burp. One second. Oh, sorry. Anyways, I'm back. So yeah. Um, Blunt Brothers, man. I remember getting a shirt from there. I was so stoked on it. I thought it was the coolest thing. Uh, this is before I ever went to any dispensaries or anything down here. Uh, there was one other quick story about that trip um, in Vancouver. It was right before we went down to Blunt Brothers, I think. I think it was even before the bookshop. I think the bookshop was the first trip. I can't even remember. But um, no, it was all the first trip. Or the second trip, because the first trip, okay, not this matters to the story of fucking at all, but it was all only the second trip because that's the only time that we all went to Vancouver together after, okay, whatever. Anyways, so um, so I'm waiting at the uh, stoplight, and like I said, we're all stoked. Just it's just to be young and out of the country with your friends, um, like on summer vacation, out of school, just doing what like doing whatever you guys want and just being young men out on the town. It's just, you have a certain energy, a certain feeling where you're just like, Oh man, it's so light. And you're just silly and joking and, and anything is could happen. And you're just excited. And, and I remember stepping into the street and my friend Ryan grabbing my shoulder real hard and pulling me back onto the sidewalk. Oh, sorry. I clipped there. Um, sorry. My audio is a little weird anyway. So he grabs me, pulls me onto the sidewalk and right then a bus just goes right in front of my face. Like I felt the wind so hard and like, I, it's just like it went, it was going like, it felt like it was going like 40, 50 miles an hour. I didn't hear it because it's electric in Vancouver. They all have electric buses. It wasn't gas. It was on a line. Um, and it was, and my friend Ryan said it ran a red light. Like it was trying to go, I guess, I don't know if it didn't see me or what, but Ryan saw it from behind. I wasn't paying attention. All I saw was the light turn. I saw the little walk signal and I went to go step into the street. My friend pulls me back hard. The bus goes in front. I'm like literally teetering on the sidewalk. My arms are like waving at this point. And like, as soon as the bus passes, I remember the bus passing and I fell into the fucking street. Like I fell forward into the street. Like that's how off balance I was. Cause I was, I fully committed into my walk into the crosswalk and um that thought to this day it like it makes me feel uncomfortable i remember at that day i remember i was all fucked up the rest of the day my hands were all sweaty i was like near that near death experience for sure or not death it may be worse like i would have been paralyzed or some shit it was a fucking bus going like full-on fast um like it wasn't like it was pulling up to the bus stop it was going through the light and, uh, yeah, my friend Ryan saved my life that day and I, I can't, I can't ever think him enough and I haven't talked to him in a long time. He's got a family. I got a family now and, 
man, it's a weird feeling when somebody really saves you like that, because what, I mean, obviously like I'm in debt to him. I can't just go save his fucking life. I would obviously, but like, geez, man, Ryan, thank you. Oh man. But anyways, um, yeah, hopefully, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I just, that, that was, that is one of the craziest stories I have because I, I, I didn't look both ways. That's a fucking good lesson right there. I'll definitely be teaching my kids look both ways. But like I said, I was just in such a fun mind. Like I always do like I'm all, but I was, I guess I was just in a different country and like it's things were just off, you know, I was just talking and laughing and, and next thing I know, there was like a bus, like an inch in front of my nose, less maybe. I don't know. It was just it's totally nuts. So yeah, Canada can be a dangerous place. Uh, there's fucking cops that will fucking try to kick you off your board. And there's buses and crazy dyke hippie chicks that yell at you. But if you can navigate all that, it's a beautiful place. And hopefully... Uh, people don't get fucking screwed by their leaders. Like, um, like also, have you ever heard the, have you guys ever heard the, uh, the theory that Justin Trudeau, Trudeau, their, their prime minister is the bastard son of Fidel Castro. You can look into that conspiracy theory. I don't really know much about it other than his mom was hanging out with Fidel at the time. And I guess Fidel was quite the ladies man i don't know i'm not really up on my fidel castro history but i heard that he he could he could woo the ladies and uh and then now there's pictures of justin trudeau and a young fidel castro like side by side and they look pretty i'm not gonna lie they look pretty close uh so you know and it wouldn't surprise me the way that these fucking this theater and i'm not saying that this is all the show like i know i know people are dying i well i don't know and if you want to get real, like, I don't, I'm not there. I don't know 100% what's going on, but I have, I'm pretty sure that there's some mass suffering going on. And I mean, dude, where, what's the use of having all this fucking army and Navy and all this shit? If we can't go protect some people like Putin saying, Oh, if the West intervenes in our, in our whatever war going on, then, he was like he said some veiled threat like oh we're gonna do something like on the level you guys have never seen it was some real like donald trump shit. it reminded me of what trump would say like oh we're gonna fucking fuck you up if you if you try to fuck with us and it's like dude it's a bunch of it's just a bunch of weird bluffing and crazy shit going on right now on a on a huge scale in a big stage but uh yeah i i guess i'll be following it i have no other choice this one and the Canadian trucker thing, I really purposely tried to, well, not purposely, but like, I really wasn't like engaged in. And, uh, here I am ended up having to, well, I kind of wanted to talk about it anyways, because this is kind of, this, this podcast is kind of a, kind of a running like document documentation of what's going on in the world. Kind of a, I don't know. But anyways, Hopefully everybody in the Ukraine and Canada and here at home, everybody gets through these crazy times because they are very crazy. Okay, I want to play a really quick segment of an interview that was on MTV. 
and I think it was MTV, and it's ODB talking from the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, old dirty bastard, and uh, I'm just going to let him say it, and then I'm going to talk about it uh, for a second. Here we go. My name is Old Dirty Bastard. You know what I'm saying? I don't hide nothing back. I, I barely, I, I mean, I mean, I come from a family, man, of, of poor welfare. You know what I'm saying? I, when I came out my, my, my mother's womb, I was on welfare. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 it's like... You gotta keep it real. I mean, you see, if you if you jump if you jump into anything and you try to change your way, see, cause see, it's like okay, where, where I come from in my neighborhood, my people know me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. See, if I try to come any different, they ain't gonna respect me no more. You know what I'm saying? Because they, you know, people got that thing about themselves. You know, if you come from that neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? You can you can get out the neighborhood, but you can never take the neighborhood out of the people. You know what I'm saying? But if, if you try to like jump and cross over to the other side, people understand that and they, they, they don't like that. That's why they don't be buying people music. See, we keeps it real. We, we always gonna keep it real. This is, this is Wu-Tang, we, we on some mad reality. We showing how the streets really is. People may knock us, you know what I'm saying? But we showing it, you can't knock what's real. You know what I'm saying? We telling the truth, man. You know what I'm saying? Even even in cream, that that that's that he that, that's that brother and that brother right there. Anyways, yeah, I can love love that interview. R.I.P. to old dirt dog. Um, basically, why I love that interview is because he's saying so much. Like, that's ba- that's basically exactly how like the the whole human race is. It's like okay there's the truth and then there's fucking lies and deception and greed and and all that and it's like the like almost like the light and the dark you know like and as long as you're if you're telling the truth if you're being honest and you know i don't know i don't know how how to say it but like these companies these big mega global corporations they're not honest they're these politicians are not honest they're they have agendas they're they're greedy they want money for themselves and they want all the power and all the resources for themselves and they don't want the people they don't want to share with the people um and they want to keep us oppressed they want to keep us working like slaves um they want to keep us sick and unhealthy and 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 unaware of who we truly are as, as spiritual beings. They want us just toiling and hating each other and hating life when life is such an amazing thing that we need to appreciate and love and love each other. But as long as we're distracted by these, these crazy wars that are started by these global elites and politicians and, you know, military industrial, just psychopaths, sociopaths, people that, I mean, some people believe they're not even human beings. Some people believe they're fucking reptilian fuck archons or something. I think they're humans and I think they're pieces of shit. Uh, I think human beings can be evil. Um, I think good people can be evil and I think evil people can do good things. It's really complicated, but, um, basically to bring it back to what old ODB was saying is the people you can fool some people sometime, but you can't fool all the people all the time. You just can't eventually the people will understand like what's going on. 
And I think the global elites, they're losing power. They're, they're afraid of people like Joe Rogan and shit. That's why they're going after him. They're afraid of this alternate media and the new people that are coming up. And, you know, for the longest time, they were silencing people, uh, killing people, murdering people, assassinations, um, like the Clinton body count after 9-11. A lot of people uh, who were coming out against it were just silenced, murdered. You know, it's getting to the point now where there's too many people. There's too many people that are starting to open their eyes and realize what's going on. We're being, we're being fooled. We're being lied to. In fact, there's a sick ass Vinnie Paz song that talks all about it. And I'm just going to play the intro to that right now. Or like the first verse, because it's fucking amazing. Also, it has a David Icke. David Icke's talking in the beginning. And if you don't know about it, David Icke, man, my homie put me onto him back in the day. My homie Tommy and David Icke is the OG guy who talked about reptilians and all kinds of shit. Anyways, check this. Okay, here we go. The greatest form of control is where you think you're free when you're being fundamentally manipulated and dictated to. One form of dictatorship is being in a prison cell and you can see the bars and touch it. The other one is sitting in a prison cell but you can't see the bars and you think you're free. What the human race is suffering from is mass hypnosis. We are being hypnotized by people like this. News readers, politicians, teachers, lecturers. We are in a country and in a world that is being run by unbelievably sick people. The chasm between what we're told is going on and what is really going on is absolutely enormous. It's like we all know what's going down but no one's saying shit what happened to the home of the brave. These motherfuckers they controlling us now and no one's talking about how they made us try to be slaves. And everybody's just walking around heading the clouds and won't awaken to a dead in the grave. But then it's too late, we need to be ready to raise up Welcome to the end of day Everybody is slave, only some are aware That the government releasing poison in the air That's the reason I collect so many guns in my lair I ain't never caught slipping, never underprepared Yeah, they shade sign on me, they just break it proudly George Bush, the grandson of Alistair Crowley They want you to believe the lie that the enemy's Saudi The enemy ain't Saudi, the enemy around me It's fluoride in the water, but nobody know that It's also a prominent Ingredient and Prozac For real? How could any government bestow that? A pile people who believe in political throwback That's not all that I'm here to present you I know about the Black Pope and Solomon's Temple Yeah About the Vatican assassins and how they will get you And how they clone Barack Hussein Obama in a test tube It's like we all know what's going down But no one's saying shit what happened to the home of the brave These motherfuckers they controlling us now And no one's talking about how they made us fight and be slaves And everybody's just walking around Heading the clouds and won't awaken to a dead in the grave but then it's too late, we need to be ready to raise up Welcome to the end Whoever the built the pyramids had knowledge of electrical power And you know that that's the information that they suppress and devour Who you sick the motherfuckers that crashed in the tower Who you sick that made it turn into ash in an hour The same ones that invaded Jerome The ones that never told you about the skeletons on the moon Yeah, the ones that poison all the food you consume The ones that never told you about the Mount Vesuvius tombs right. The bird flu is a lie, the 
swan flu is a lie Why would that even come as a surprise? Yeah, the polio vaccine made you die It caused cancer and it cost a lot of people their lives Do y'all know about Bohemian Grove? How the world leaders sacrifice the children in robes? Lucifer is God in the public school system I suggest you open up your ears and you listen It's like we all know what's going down, but no one's saying shit what happened to the home of the brave. Crazy, this song is nine years old. So that's like before COVID. He's talking about like vaccines and shit. Like, I don't know, Vinny Paz always talks about crazy shit. I love it. Anyways. Uh, one more verse. Oh, wait, no, it's David Ike. It is constantly telling us what to believe is real. If you can persuade them that what they see with their eyes is what there is to see, you don't. Because they'll laugh in the face of an explanation that portrays the bigger picture of what's happening. And they have. Yeah, so basically, David Icke, man, that guy, I guess he was some professional soccer player back in the day like in the eighties or something. And then in, in, in England, so football over there. Anyways, he was professional. And then at some point he said he was Jesus, like the reincarnation of fucking Jesus. And he went like, that was some gnarly shit. And then he's like, Oh wait, hold up. Actually. Um, I've been getting these messages that relate to the fact that human beings are being enslaved by these reptilian race of shape-shifting beings from possibly another dimension um, that are enslaving us and making us work kind of like they live the movie they live. So I don't know some wild out there shit, but the funny thing is like he'll he talks like a lot about you know the global elites and stuff and it's like a lot of shit that's like really pertinent and makes a lot of sense so um i think people get turned off by the fact that he's like yeah and the people that are doing it are lizards it's like okay well just you could look at that as metaphorically or whatever but i don't know basically like I just feel like there are some people out there that are so fucking evil. It's hard for the rest of us normal people or, I mean, you know, people like I know, just decent human beings. It's hard for us to even imagine what what other human beings are capable of. Um, like, look right now. Like, can you imagine the decision to 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 go to war and start just, like, fucking bombing and shooting the shit out of, like, apartment buildings of civilians and, like that's why i'm saying i'm thinking like there has to be some some shit going on either some kind of fucking weird religious shit or some money power something and i'm i mean obviously there is but i doubt that you're gonna the normal people are just gonna be hearing about it on the news exactly what's happening if, if anything they're gonna use this uh conflict to uh, further divide our us as a country the united states and um and scare the shit out of us like they usually do. So anyways, we will continue to follow it here at Bleezy Listening and uh, be your war correspondent. No, I'm just kidding. I don't really care. I mean, I, obviously I care about the people. We always care about the people over here, but what, what are you going to do? You know, it's not like we vote on these wars. Should we help out Ukraine? It's like by the time we'd vote on it, 
fucking you know it's not like you can vote on these things and even if they did the elections would be rigged anyway so it's like all you can do as a citizen i think um is just watch it but like i guess you could go out and protest but like i said to that fucking hippie chick in vancouver in 2005 that shit don't work i mean look at occupy wall street you know or the fucking january 6th (laughs) now Arguably, all those things were staged too, but like I said, there's no. If you really want to get something done, you have to do something like that computer group, the hacker group, anonymous, if that's even real, or that might just be some kind of psyop. But I feel like, if anything, that like V for Vendetta style is the only real way to to go at the global elite is through like hacking and shit. But honestly, I think they probably have the best hackers, so are on their side. I mean, think about it. Money just, it corrupts like so much. I mean, I don't even know if I'm immune to it. Like if I was in a position where somebody offered me like an insane amount of money and I had to go against my own morals and stuff, I hope, I I really hope that I would, I would, you know, stick with my morals and, 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 and refuse, you know, like Dave Chappelle style or whatever. be like, no, I don't, that's not right. But honestly, like, Dude, with house prices right now and I got another kid on the way, I would seriously be thinking about it. So it's like, you know, it's like I think the system is set up to corrupt people. Like we're all just in debt and we're all like struggling. So they dang they can dangle things like this fake money, this fake currency system. They dangle that shit in front of people. They print money and then they just fucking buy people off. It's like perfect. It's perfect system for the for the people that are running it. It's genius. But for the people that have to live in it, it's fucking sucks, you know? So, and it's not like we have, it's all bad right now. Like, like I, I always say on this podcast, I have a really good life. I'm really thankful for it, but just, it just, I feel like, it, first of all, this is always going to be going on. If it's going on right now, this shit, war, death, disease, greed, political fucking unrest, this shit is always going to be going on for the rest of all of our lives and probably our kids. So we just got to learn how to deal with it and, um, you know, work on how, how to expose. Cause like, I know a lot of people are waking up right now, but as soon as like a little bit more do, I think the scales are going to get tipped in our favor. Uh, and I think we will see, um, at least we'll be able to challenge it. You know, will we, will we be able to overthrow and change the system? I don't know. I think they always say it moves like a big ship, this economy or whatever. It's not like you can just turn it on a dime. So we'll see. It's a good thing and a bad thing though, I guess. But, uh, all right. Well, I thoroughly talked for a lot tonight about shit that I don't know shit about. So we'll see. Anyways, uh, hopefully uh, next week I will get back together with either one of my co-hosts, uh, or a guest or something. I don't know. I've, I was trying to hook, get Dan over here, uh, a couple weeks ago and he was busy. And then last week he was, he could do it, but I was busy. So it's like one of those situations. We'll figure it out soon. Uh, David has his new baby, so he's been pretty busy. But yeah, um, you know, we're coming into spring here. 
COVID is fading. The mask laws are no longer in Los Angeles County. So that's good. And well, I guess it's good. I don't know, depending on how you feel about mask laws. It still feels weird out there though. Like I was at the market today or no, not the market. What was it Paquito Moss or whatever, getting a burrito and uh, I'm in line. I'm not wearing a mask. The guy behind me is not wearing a mask, but then like a bunch of other people are wearing a mask that are in line. And I don't know. It felt like there was a little bit of tension or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was just on my part, but then you look over and all the people eating in the booths and on the chairs, they don't wear masks. So obviously cause they're eating. So it's like, it's like the stigma of like, Oh, you're standing in line. You're not wearing a mask, even though it's legal and nobody else is this eating, but you, st- it's just the weird, it's just the weirdest. Time. It's going to take, it's going to take a little while for things to even out and feel normal again. If they ever do. I do like the fact that you can wear a mask if you want to, though. That's always nice. Whereas before the pandemic, uh, people would be looking at you like you had some kind of, you know, Chinese bat flu SARS that we thought COVID was. Anyways, okay. I will take you out with a, a smooth beat. And until next week, or maybe next week, maybe a couple weeks. Uh, Bleezy loves you, baby. Okay, so I'm just going to play Jay Cole's part really quick on this new Benny the Butcher song called Johnny P's Caddy. Let's go. About time that I got my respect, it's the butcher, nigga. Yeah. Cold fucking world. Griselda shit, you know what I mean? Griselda, Griselda. You know what it is, nigga. When I show up. On the night I was born, the rain was pouring, God was crying, lightning struck, power out, his sparks was flying, the real ones here, the young boy that walked with lions around the outlines of chalk where the corpse is lying, of course I'm trying to revive a sport that's dying, but the guns and the drug bars that y'all are lying, got these nerves thinking that you niggas hard as iron, but that just mean I ain't as comfortable as y'all with lying, stretching the truth, no I never stress in the booth, they feel the pressure me, I feel like I just left a masseuse, effortless, how I'm skating on these records is proof, I put your favorite rapper neck in the noose, never letting them loose, cold world, the heat a blast of your speaker, he the last of Mohicans, no weakness, last of my sneakers, nigga want me on the song, he gon' see the wrath of the reaper, I'm probably gon' go to hell if Jesus asked for a feature, I'm higher than niggas, it don't need a bag full of reefer, some see the glass is empty, I see a glass full of ether, collecting his bread and mass like he a Catholic preacher, just to count a nigga cash, you might need a calculus teacher, Eureka, Einstein on the brink of the theory of relativity, really no MC equal, feel me coping be lethal, crip like an old MTV show, uh, on God, the best rapper alive, headshot, now go and ask the best rappers that died, they tell you he never lied, nigga, yeah, Tenor talk, pretty good, pretty sick, Anyways, all right, everybody, signing out. Have a good one. Till next week. Peace.